Welcome to the Power Press Podcast. My name is Mackenzie, and today our guest is Peter DeMont. Hi, Mackenzie. This is Peter DeMont. Thanks. Thanks for being on the show today. Um, this week, he is our first outside guest from Blueberry, so I'm excited to have him on here. He's going to be talking about his experiences with PowerPress and Blueberry and, uh, you know, getting his start in podcasting. How long have you had your podcast? Well, uh, we've been up for about two months and we built some podcasts. Uh, we had about 10 uh, in the pipeline before we started because of listening to various podcasts about podcasting. Right. So we let out three to start with, and then we let out uh, three more in the next week and a half. And then uh, now we're switching to an every other week format. Okay. I, I would agree that an every other week format is, is easy, it's easy to get into when you're first starting out podcasting. I enjoy it in, instead of doing every week. It's a little less stressful. Right. Yeah, we're not definitely not in the everyday thing. It's something that we're doing on the side. Um, you know, we're just trying to, you know, enjoy it and make it work. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we're going to dive into your podcast and, you know, what you do with PowerPress a little bit later. But uh, I wanted to talk to you about the Dash Conference. So you said that you had never heard of this before. Right. Never did. Well, that's not very surprising. I believe this was its third year that it happened. Um, it was in Detroit about two weeks ago. It was a short two-day conference, hmm. and it was talking about um, dashboards for cars. Right, and you, you mentioned that they were talking about integrating podcasts, and I would assume that that's audio podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see video podcasts being integrated into cars. I think that's a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, one of the things I talked about at the conference was uh, simplicity and that we're... So that you're not having a distracted driver. Exactly. The last thing you want to do is get into a car crash and be like, sorry, I had to watch my podcast on video while I was on the highway. Right. <laughs> Can't see that going over well. That's one thing I do like about podcasts is that I'm a busy person and, uh, you know, uh, our podcast is the Equine Photographer's Podcast, mm -hmm. but uh, my listeners can be shoveling horse manure right. and listen to a podcast, right? you know, so I mean, there's a lot of farm chores to be done and things like that. It's a good way to pass the time without going crazy and being bored, but also not indulging yourself sitting on the couch doing nothing right so um well do you ever like do you listen to podcasts in the car i do i uh i'm in my day job is sales okay. so i'm driving around a lot and I would imagine typically so. i will put one earbud in mm -hmm. and listen to the podcast that way from my cell phone gotcha so see i used to um I used to have an old car until this summer when I finally bought a new one. And to listen to a podcast, I would typically just turn the volume all the way up on right. my cell phone, and it sounded terrible. And then sometimes, 
sometimes if I was really desperate, I would put a like a glass, like a drinking glass in my right, car and then stick make it. Making that go chamber. Exactly. Yeah, I've done Just that. Just to get too, it a little right. bit louder. So I hated that. I I hated that. And now that I have my new car, I just listen on Bluetooth. It makes my life a whole lot easier. But that means I use the iOS app and download them that way and then just listen on my Bluetooth. So I'm happy with that, but I can see where they would like to get in other sources as well. You mean like the dashboard? Yes. Can we can we set up a, our podcast onto iHeartRadio? Or is that something that costs money? It's a good question. I don't personally know. Okay. I know there's radio and TV stations that are, you know, advertising that they're on iHeartRadio. I think they're all associated together, which starts to get a little a little pricey. Yeah, that's what I would figure, too. Yeah. Uh, their takeaway was that they're going to have Google and iOS natively involved at some point. I believe GM said that they are going to be adding this in uh, either it was 2016 or 2018. I'll put it that I'll put it in the show notes. They're trying to come up with ways that are good to have in your car without being too complicated. Uh, right. I had a rental car for one day a couple months ago, and it was we think it was a Chevy Malibu. And that, like, the dashboard was intimidating. Yeah. Like, there, were, there were too many buttons. It was a screen, and then I was pressing the screen to, like, choose the radio. I didn't know what I was doing. Well, that's what, you know, I, the car I bought this time around mm-hmm. for me, um, it was between uh, a Honda Civic and mm-hmm. a Toyota Camry. And the Camry had buttons you turn, yeah. you know, knobs yeah. for, for volume. And the Honda Civic had at least 30 buttons. Right. Up and down buttons and finger right. buttons. And, it got to you, didn't it? And I, and I just looked at it and I said, I'm going to buy the Toyota. You can turn a knob to turn up the volume. Exactly. It's... You know, it's some, some said that, um, yeah, it's said that people are also more loyal to their phones than their cars. Hmm. So people want to be able to use their phone that they will, because, you know, people usually stay with iPhone or they stay with Android and they know what they want. They want to be able to use their iPhone in whatever car that they have, because they're always going to have an iPhone, but their car might change at some point. I think is the effect that they were trying to give. And I get that. I would like, I want to know that I'll be able to use my iPhone with Yeah, my and you've car. got your uploaded podcasts. If you could just push play and the phone would automatically put it through your speaker system. That's exactly. fantastic. Exactly. And I think that's what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, We'll see what happens in the next year, and then they'll have another Dash conference and see what happens with that as well. Have any idea how many people went to that conference? Um, I think it was about 1,000 maybe. Okay, was all a, the designers and It was builders. a lot of designers and car companies mm-hmm. and media companies. It wasn't a lot of, you know, day-to-day people that are like, that I have a podcast. No, it was companies that will actually be able to put this into effect. Right. 
I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with that. I mean, even though I'm not buying a car anytime soon, considering I just bought a car this summer, but interesting to see where it's going to go. Right. Because they said that, you know, AM and FM are going to have, going to be running into some issues. It's already happening and it's just going to get worse. And what worse. are the issues? Too many stations? There are too many options. There are, oh. like, I mean, I am, I'm one of those reasons I listen to Sirius XM because there aren't really commercials. And right. AM and FM has, is fully commercial. So right. that's what happens. And I end up listening to AM and FM a lot less. So we shall see. Mm-hmm. So next I'm going to talk about my podcaster chronicle that I bring up each episode, which is basically my journey as a new podcaster while working for a podcast company. Uh-huh. Um, and how, that, how new are you to this? This is, I mean, this is the only podcast I've ever done, like uh-huh. the podcast show, and we're on episode six. So okay. I did, I mean, I did radio in college, but that was, that felt a little different. It felt similar, but I wasn't talking the majority of the time. It was, here's music. Here's why I like this music. Go. Right. And then I would, you know, get off the mic. So it was snippets of me where this is the opposite. This is a lot of you. Yes, this is a uh, lot of me. First couple episodes, I was pretty nervous uh, with our podcast, mm-hmm. but I also have a co-host. Right. And what we had to learn was how not to interrupt each other all the time. It because helps. when you have three people talking... We had an interviewee and a host and a co-host. You know, it's very easy to just... To go back and forth. Yeah, and interrupt. Yes, and interrupt for sure. And get used to having a little space here and there is okay. Yeah. You know. I think it's also, like, who who does your editing? Well, uh, we use uh, Skype to do our recording with... A call recorder. Okay. And uh, so we send them our movie file, even though there's no video. Mm-hmm. Uh, we send it off to somebody through, oh, I don't know, some online, you know, editing company. Company. Right. Yeah. So it's not you and, guys doing the editing. Well, I'll tell you what, um, Gigi is my host, uh, co host, and She's tried uh, three things now and st- has not been able to figure out any of them. Okay. You know, so in the meantime, we're spending money to to just add our intro and our outro. Right. And then pretty much the rest of it's just us talking and talking to our interviewee. Gotcha. So it'd be great if she could uh, learn that. Um, and do it in-house then do the whole thing together yeah 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 i get that and one of the things that i don't really like either is editing Mm -hmm. i never have really felt comfortable with it not so much like that it makes me nervous it's that i literally don't know what i'm doing right and it's annoying (laughs) well and that's where i think we are i'm too busy to mess with it and and every time she's tried to work on it it's been a total headache, so we send them off to have them edited. But right. we have a r- rather long episode. It's, you know, 45 to 55 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so they 
charge us a lot. So that's why we added that tip jar to our website. Hopefully people will help out. To help ease that cost a little bit. Right. Yeah. So last week I did the editing myself. Okay. And I mean, it was a little annoying just because I don't really enjoy editing, but it was also weird because I was by my, like the entire episode I was by myself. So it was just listening to me without a co-host, without it being necessarily a conversation right? and just formatted stream of consciousness speaking of myself. So it wasn't exactly fun to listen to. (laughs) It's kind of looking at like looking at pictures of yourself. You always go, Oh yes. Is that how I look? Yes. That's exactly how it was. Yeah. So that was definitely something that I dealt with last week that, you know, not exactly something I enjoy about the podcast, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's going to get better. Okay. So that was my podcast chronicle for last week. Editing me, myself and I, and no one else. Yeah, that would be, well, you know, I've tried to do things where I, um, intro mm-hmm. our interviewee, you know, for our podcast. Yeah. And I try to write something down and I always, always, always goof it up. I know. Even if it's right in front of your face. Yeah. And so I said, okay, we're just not going to do those. We're just going to talk and, and have a conversation. Right. And that makes it so much easier. Right, it does. Mm-hmm. I think it does. Okay, so up next, Peter, how about you give us a little more detail about your podcast, what it's called, what it's about, and then, yeah, the reason why you are actually on this podcast is because you asked me a PowerPress question. So I'm going to let you kind of take the reins here and introduce your podcast. Okay, well, our podcast is... Equine Photographers Podcast, Mm -hmm. and it's about the business of equine photography, which is a niche within photography. It's very narrow. You know, when you think of photography, and it's this is photography of horses, but most people don't realize there's wild horse photographers, there's rodeo photographers, there's western horse show photographers, Mm -hmm. There's stallion photographers, and then there's portrait photographers that take portraits of people with their horses. got specific real quick. Yeah, you're listing a lot off that I would have never thought of. Right, and everybody goes, well, gee, you know, it's actually a broader niche than people think Mm -hmm. because there's so much to it. We have one interview coming up that we'll be publishing soon that the lady basically does – horseback riding adventures okay. where she rides across the country. She rode from New Mexico to Canada and she chronicles her ride and then does speaking engagements about her rides. And it's wow. like, that's a completely unique business plan. Yeah. I, know? Like I have never heard of that idea at all. Right. Exactly. Anyway, each time we interview one of these photographers, we come away with two or three things that were that are like, wow, if we implement that in our business, we'll make more money. Exactly. So that's what we're hoping other photographers will listen and learn and 
value our podcast based on the fact that it's kind of focused on horses and equine, but they can learn to build a business model that works specifically for them. Right. That goes with their interests. So it's been it's been fun. We've got about eight podcasts up, and we have four in the works. So um, you told me that we're doing all right. We've got about uh, almost nineteen hundred downloads in mm-hmm. the last two months, mm-hmm. and you said that's not bad at all. Nope. No, I think you are doing just fine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, while I don't have any horses uh-huh. or do any photography, I think that you're you know you've got an interesting podcast and. Podcasting is very niche, and you are going for it. And I think that's gonna—that's one of the reasons why you're gonna be able to grow an audience is because that's what podcasting is. It's kind of hard to please everyone when you have a broad topic, right? But it's—it's it's hard to find people that that are gonna listen every episode when you have a broad topic. But I think you're gonna do just fine. I have been very happy with a blueberry because of the simplicity of having a plugin. For my WordPress site so that I don't have to mess with any of that stuff once it's set up. Good. So Yeah, that's what we always want. Yeah. And I and I follow the updates, the audio updates that are right in my dashboard so that I know what's what the changes are and how it's affecting uh, you know, helping me out basically. Mm-hmm. Like uh the recent addition of setting up some crowdfunding and and having a link to that in the feed. So that's cool. So one of the things we that I had questions about was this uh, monetizing link that you're adding to the RSS feed through PowerPress. Yes. And how that, that's going to become more... Going to help you? Well, hopefully. You know, we're just trying to cover our costs so that we don't go in the hole all the time. Yeah. But there's... Patreon, and we actually created a page using a uh, plugin called uh, TipJar. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't know the TipJar thing that you were talking about was yeah, a it's WordPress a plugin. plugin. That's cool. Yeah, and it allows you to do monthly gifts, or uh, if you want to do it in memoriam to somebody, you can send a gift, and it can be private or public, or you know, there's a bunch of little buttons that people can use. Yeah. So, I mean, we've had one one donation and, you know, we'd like to see more, but yes. just to cover our costs, that's what we're after right now. Yeah. Later on, we'll try to get sponsors and stuff, but, you know, we're, we're just learning. And just like you mentioned that PowerPress has some monetization options through your website, mm-hmm. but you're looking for a thousand downloads per episode as the starting point. Yeah, the advertising that PowerPress, or not even PowerPress, that Blueberry does is Uh for podcasters and we're able to, you know, connect you with a company that wants to advertise on your show. And we have pretty much three requirements for it is 1,000 downloads per episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you have one episode per month, you need 1,000 downloads. If you have four, four a month, you need 4,000 downloads a month on a regular basis. Um, Right. So... 1,000 per episode, you have to be using our statistics because if right. we're going to be, you know, claiming that you're reaching this many people and that the advertiser is going to be spending this much money, we have to be able to back it up with the statistics that we rely on and, you know, we believe are, we know are accurate. 
because so with some other companies, we we won't accept many other companies staffs. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is an audience survey. Because what's an audience survey? Um, it is a survey that you set up and have your audience take for you. Um, and how do you go about doing that? You can add it. You can um, go on our website and sign up for an audience survey, and then you just add it to your website somewhere and ask people to, uh, to take it for you. And okay. then the results are able to give us information about if it's males or females listening, if, how old they are, if they have a bachelor's degree, if they make right. 30000 a year, if they make 150000 a year. It gives us an idea of the demographics for your show. And then it makes it a lot easier to sell it. Yes, to sell it, to match it right. to an advertising opportunity. Right. So, yeah, that's something that we're doing and that we have been doing since we started like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, getting people matched up and then trying to help them out as much as possible that way. Right. Because everyone. So, yeah, I like the, the uh, you know, the fact that you update your users on the PowerPress pod, uh, plug-in mm-hmm. right on our dashboards. Yes. You know, so that's kind of cool. Uh, you mentioned that uh, Google Play was going to start doing podcasts, and I signed up right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized that there's a whole bunch more directories that I could sign up for and came up with a list of those, too. So, yeah. but, you know... Anything you can do to help us newbies to figure this out is appreciated. I mean, that's what—that's exactly what we're trying to do because that's one of the reasons why a lot of that, you know, podcasting has become more popular is because it's being simplified with plugins and companies and people trying to make it as simple as possible and just be like, just get your podcast up. It's not that complicated because beforehand it, it kind of was. Right. <laughs> like when this first started... If you weren't a techie guy, it was it was a lot to wrap your head around. It still can be now. Yeah, when you throw around things, words like taxonomies and yes. things like that, it's like yes. okay, I I just don't know what that is. Going so <laughs> I, I completely understand. Going through our podcast manual, sometimes I have no idea what's happening, Ooh. which is why we have it. Because if you have a question, it's probably going to be in there. And if you do and it's not, tell us. <laughs> right. So. Well, even in the last five years, WordPress has become less techy and much more user-friendly. Right. So as long as the plugins continue in that direction, I'll be happy. I saw the other day that 25% of the websites up on the Internet are from WordPress. Mm-hmm. It's so. pretty popular. It's obviously pretty popular. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, as far as our Google Play and and the monetization updates to PowerPress, feel free to take a look at them and see if there's something that you're interested in. I think adding your tip jar to the monetization tab is a great idea. Thank you. Well, we'll, we'll hope it works. You know, the thing that I don't know is things like, well, will the listeners perceive it as rude? or not cool to ask for money, you know? And those are the things that, you know, I I did hear on another podcast. Well, if, you know, adding a 
tip jar to your website, just do it. You know? right. and so I don't know. Do you have any feedback from anybody about the pros and cons of putting something like that in your website? You know, I understand where you're coming from, the negativity that might be surrounding the idea of asking for money. But I also think we kind of live in a crowdfunding world. There are like that's four true. It is growing. There are four different websites that I can think of off the top of my head about crowdfunding, whether it's for an idea, whether it's for a person or a podcast or a YouTube channel. Right. Like between Kickstarter, Indiegogo, Patreon, PayPal. I, th- I think there's another website just even called crowdfunding.com. So. Right. I think it's become more accepted nowadays and you're not, I feel like people aren't, you know, saying, please give us your money. Like we need this to survive. It's saying we'd appreciate it if you could help us, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's going to go on whether, whether you participate in that or not, but we will appreciate it. Right. That's kind of what I said in the, on our page. Exactly. You know, we're we're not planning on shutting it down next week if we don't get any tips. But at the same time, it's coming out of our own personal funds at this point. So exactly. And I mean, later. I I understand. Power, I mean, PowerPress has a Patreon page that we set up uh, in July. And really? Yeah, we do. Huh. We do because you know, PowerPress is free. But a lot of our time and effort for Blueberry goes into it. If you're interested. We appreciate it very much, but we're not about to charge you for this because that's not, that's not what we have done. That's not what we're aiming to do. Mm-hmm. But if you would like to help us, thank you. All right. All right. That was our PowerPress tip of the day. Check out the monetization in Google, Google Play. Our new segment today. Peter, what is your favorite podcast app? On your on your phone, if you have any. Well, I use the iPhone podcast okay. app. The, so. Yeah, the native iOS one? Uh-huh, okay. yes. That's what I use as well. But there are many choices out there. And yeah, I've been noticing those. There's a lot. There seems to be a lot. They're coming out more and more, and Spreaker is one of them. They just launched a podcast app, uh, I believe, this week. And they're claiming that it is going to be very similar to listening to listening to something on the radio. Well, how is that different than the iOS podcast? So they're going to have, um, you can build your own playlist and you can choose channels to listen to, apparently, that, oh, have, that have programming from the Spreaker team. Team members are choosing what podcast to listen to, as far as I can tell. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. So it actually kind of reminds me of the Apple, like of Apple Music and Spotify, you know, because obviously you can build your playlist on there and then they have suggested playlists and albums and everything like that. Mm. Um, that kind of gets me thinking, like, how is that like radio then? Because it made me well, think of Spotify of, first instead of the radio. Yeah, instead of uh, playing a podcast until it ends then they probably just fade into the next show. That is okay. That's the radio part of it, I guess. Right. So they could set up a playlist for business entrepreneurs or for people interested in marketing mm-hmm. or horse photography. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be curious to see how many people would be in that 
how many shows would be in that playlist. Well, yeah, there's not too many out there. <laughs> no, I wouldn't expect. Okay, so the Android version is available either now or soon. Didn't really say in the article that I read. But iOS is available in the spring. So spring 2016, it will be available for iPhones and iPads. Hmm. And who knows what other devices it will be available on. Yeah, well, you know, I did take a quick look at it on, uh, I thought it was on iOS, but uh, it looked like there was parts of the screen where you could push to speed up the play. Mm-hmm. Like, 15% or or jump ahead 15 seconds or oh, okay. back 15 seconds, things like that. You know, if, you know, I, there are things that are not very convenient on the iOS uh, app. I kind of just try to not play with it that much. Right. <laughs> For podcast, I will use the 15 second, like, jump. yes, the, yeah. the jump. I will do it to go back. <laughs> Very rarely will I go forward because I'm using it because I zoned out and didn't listen to what they just said, so I'll go back. Right, exactly. I've done that, too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how this Spreaker podcast app is going to work, and I'm going to try it out. Mm-hmm. Well, fun. Yeah, that is, that's what's going on in the podcast world today. Uh, we will see what's going to be happening in the next week or so because it's always, like, Things seriously get released like every week in this in this industry. I feel like. Does anybody know what the graph is on the number of podcast listeners, the, the growth rate, or anything like that? I mean, is it incredible? It's not. It's not necessarily incredible. It has jumped in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. but in the United States, seventeen percent listen have listened to a podcast, which is not huh. a lot. That's not very many at all. No. Yeah. No, but it's but it's up from a couple of years ago, so we got that going. So it's mm-hmm. it's building. I think that yeah, I think those numbers were released in this year or the year before, so they probably won't have them again for another couple of years. Is my guess. <laughs> Between Google Play and all these apps that are becoming available and, you know, the dashboards and Pandora adding at least one podcast, you know, adding Serial to their platform, and Spotify, whenever that actually happens, adding podcasts to their platform. We'll see if it brings in more listeners or if it just keeps the listeners at the same number that there are that it already is and just gives them more options of where to listen to, where they want. Curious to see how it's going to work out. Well, I would think with Google Play jumping in that that's going to be a big boost. Yeah, I kind of I think so too. All right, that's all we have for the PowerPress podcast today. Thanks, Peter, for being on the show. We we loved having you, and best of luck to your podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks. Make sure to subscribe to the PowerPress podcast and the, what is it, the Equine Photography the e- Podcast? E- equine Photographers equine. Podcast. Yes. About the business of equine photography. Yeah, if you're interested in uh, photography and horses and specifically getting your business photography for that off the ground, check out his podcast. Uh, Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, Check out the PowerPress podcast blog as well. And thanks for listening. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.